Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to all the shit I've learned abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis, and I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea, and I'm here, as always, with Steph. Hello, hello, hello. I like my intros. You hate them and they make me smile. <laughs> Today we are talking about something a little bit more positive. So I think the previous three episodes we've done have been a bit of a, a, a negative connotation to traveling and, you know, just a bit. They were, they were heavy, heavy, heavy. But today we're going to talk about staying stimulated while traveling. Yeah. Tongue twister. <laughs> Steph, say that fast, like five times. Staying stimulated Staying stimulated, staying stimulated, staying stimulated. No. No. <laughs> Steph, you spent a year traveling the world. Yes. And I mean, this that's not something I've, I, I've never done sort of the long-term travel. So I feel like this is probably, you know, a topic that you can relate to more so than, than I can. Oh, can I? Um, but I mean, I'll let you just go into it. Uh, how does one stay stimulated while traveling for such a long period of time? Yeah. I mean, it's a real question, and what people assume is that since you're moving, when I was on that trip, I feel like I was moving usually to a new place every three to five days. So you are constantly moving, you're constantly seeing things in the new place. You would assume that all of that is stimulating, and it is. In my head, I would I would think like you know changing changing up your scenery, you know, every few days. Like if you just think of regular day to day life, I mean that can be quite boring you know yeah. but if you're traveling and like you said every three three days three three to five days switching it up how are you not staying stimulated well that was uh it took me a while to recognize it so when I was I was on the road for about two months when I started just having this weird this weird feeling and I couldn't pinpoint what it was and then I got to South Africa and I, I kind of finally pegged it because what happens is is when you leave for a long-term trip you're giving up a life you'd been living up until that point. So, you know, I'd been working. Mm -hmm. uh, that was back when I was studying for my project management certification. So I'd been taking courses for years. 
Uh, I was just doing a lot that was very intellectually stimulating. And then I started traveling and I was seeing amazing things and meeting amazing people. But all of that intellectual stimulation almost had come to a halt the day I left. Were you doing anything while you were traveling Mm -hmm. for that year? Were you doing anything to kind of mentally stimulate, stimulate yourself, like doing any, you know, writing or photography? I mean, not, not really. (laughs) So I was learning lots because obviously when you go and you sightsee, you do learn a lot about history and what happened in different places. Right. So I think I just assumed that that aspect of traveling would kind of fill that need that we have for intellectual stimulation. And the reality was it didn't. And it took me a little bit of time to figure out what it was. Mm, To recognize it, what that feeling was. Mm -hmm. So once I did, essentially, you know, I just needed to consciously start doing more things. And that's when I actually started listening to more podcasts. I started writing, which you mentioned is a really good one, Uh, journaling while traveling. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of always laughed growing up when my mom told me, oh, take a journal. Uh, I think you and I joked (laughs) about it many times. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still write all my, not that I've, I've done a, a long sort of year long travel, but I still, I do have a blog that I, I write in for every sort of trip that I do. So I can kind of look back and almost relive those experiences as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find writing to be very therapeutic and it just helps you, I think, appreciate what you're doing more too when you're on the road for that long. Um, mm, definitely. Yeah. And then I started, you know, watching some webinars and Uh, just doing extra things on my downtime while traveling to fill that void. But it's it's a hard feeling to recognize what it is. Because when you're on the road, you almost feel guilty if you have a little feeling because you're doing something amazing and experiencing something amazing. Mm. Uh, So you don't really want to talk about it because you don't want to seem unappreciative of the experience that you're having. That is that is a good point. Um, it's like you said, what when you you do get the opportunity to travel, and not not everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, to be somewhere and to feel ungrateful or not to feel happy, like you you know, it almost it does feel like you are you're not allowed to have those feelings. But as you said, you know, sometimes you just do have those feelings, and you need to recognize them for what they are. Yeah, and I think everyone has that almost in every aspect of uh, of their life. So there's nothing wrong now with acknowledging that yeah yeah and then turning it around so you can fully appreciate what you're doing and I suppose in 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 your case if you are traveling for a long extended period of time that does turn into your day-to-day so you know as I mentioned before you know what a normal person's day-to-day going to a nine-to-five job you know having a couple days on the weekend to relax that sort of standard day-to-day well for someone traveling them moving around all the time can be quite exhausting um, and that becomes the norm and then as you said you can just fall into these sort of slumps almost and it's just you know who doesn't have them who doesn't have a life slump at some point or or another and no matter what you're doing in life I mean if someone told me they've never had one they're dirty dirty liars yeah exactly (laughs) don't trust them So did you, was there something specific about South Africa that got you to that point? Or that's just kind of when you, you were uh, in touch with those feelings and emotions and that's when it just kind of hit you or, or was it something specific? I mean, do you get these feelings or have you had them 
in specific places that yeah. you've been? I don't know if it was the location so much as the fact that South Af- so I'd been traveling through South America leading up to that point and really moving every couple days. And when I got to South Africa, I had a girlfriend actually who was living there for the year, so I stayed with her. And I stayed with her for 10 days. So I think it was really the first uh, place where I stopped, you know, settled down a bit more and really had time to reflect on it versus the distraction Mm -hmm. of constantly moving to push that feeling out of my head. Right. So it was just a bit more downtime and that's when it kind of hit you. So what did you do to, you know, when you were in the slum, Mm -hmm. how long did it last? And specifically, what were you doing to kind of stimulate yourself again? And how, like, how many months did you have left in your (laughs) year trip at this point? I still had 10 months. So it was definitely something I needed to address. And I don't, I don't know for me so much for this part, I call it a slump, but it was just these nagging feelings of not doing something meaningful that I was having or not. Even though you're, you're literally traveling the world. Yeah. Yet feeling like it wasn't enough. Uh, which is crazy. <laughs> so what I actually did that really addressed it in the short term right away was just taking webinars. So I had been working full time and taking courses full time for years. So I kind of, it wasn't an online course per se, but I was taking webinars just in my field of work to feel like I was still being challenged in mm-hmm. my industry. And I suppose people could do that. Like even if it's not an online course, if you're, you know, if you're traveling, if you're in a, a different country, Doing just some type of course there, whether it may be like a cooking class or I don't know, it could be anything. That was one thing I did in every country was I took a cooking class uh, of the food from that country. I guess as well, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, again, in my case, I've never traveled for an extensive period of time. So kind of my holidays are always a couple weeks here and there, which I I quite like. I don't personally think I could do what you did a year of traveling because I feel like it would burn me out. But as someone, you know, as an expat living over in the UK, I've, I've gotten into those same type of sort of slumps that you're referring to. And, you know, there's times where I I've felt depressed or homesick or whatever it might be. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, people would love to be in your shoes. They'd love to be able to live in another country and, um, live in such an amazing city as London. And, you know, I shouldn't feel this way, but as you said, I've had to kind of embrace those feelings. Mm -hmm. One of the first things I actually do, you know, when I get those feelings of just feeling a bit mundane with regular life and getting that expat homesick Mm -hmm. feeling, I tend to always just book a holiday somewhere, whether it's just a weekend away somewhere or whether it's just visiting somewhere new just within the UK. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, as as you said, it it re-stimulates me and it gets me excited again about living abroad and living in another country. And so I think it's really important to, again, as we've mentioned a few times, just recognize that feeling, Mm -hmm. but then being able to act on it. And so I don't know if you, if you, you living in Australia, I don't know if you ever get those. I mean, I think you're in a different situation mm-hmm. right now where you can't leave Australia for a little bit, but do you ever get the same? All the time. So that's been my biggest struggle. I would actually say since moving here, uh, I was moved by the time I got here, I was moving almost all the time for three years. Uh, so then I came here and I'm settling down and it's, you know, it's an adjustment, but 
what I'm kind of doing exactly what you just did, but not on a bigger scale. I can't leave the country. Just for context, Steph is over living in Australia and waiting on, uh, is it your spousal visa, Steph? Yeah, partnership visa, same thing. You're stuck there for a bit. I, I cannot leave the country for... 21 to 26 months right now, it says. And as someone that loves to travel, mm-hmm. I mean, surely you've got days where... All the time. You know, you're getting that... You're losing... The exciting part of me. <laughs> uh, no, but I, then I'm doing other things. So I have a girlfriend who's flying over from Canada on Tuesday. So two days from now. And we are doing a road trip, a coastal road trip from Melbourne to Sydney. So I've never been to Sydney uh, yet. Yeah. So right. we're going to be driving up the coast for four days, staying in, you know, little towns along the way where there's whale watching and all kinds of awesome things. And then we'll be in Sydney for a few days and then we're driving back. But yeah, so looking, mm. you know, the I've kind of squashed those feelings lately that I've had by planning this trip and the anticipation leading up to that. Yeah. Going back to your travels, your year-long round-the-world trip, did you find throughout the year then? So, I mean, you mentioned South Africa, but was there anywhere else that this happened? And, you know, because you had kind of recognized Mm -hmm. it very early on in your trip, were there other countries that you were in where you kind of got that that slump, you needed to be stimulated again? I mean... And where was it? What did you do? Yeah, definitely. But I think once that initial recognition of what it was... Anytime it started creeping back up again, I knew right away what it was and I would just do something to address it. Uh, I think the only Hmm. place that stands out from that trip where it happened was in Hong Kong because I injured my ear. So I was in the hospital for a little bit in Hong Kong and I wasn't allowed to fly for a while. So I was grounded and I wasn't allowed to leave the country. Uh, So I was just staying in a hotel and while I was healing and that was really boring. I really had to push myself to stay stimulated there. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And it just, like, in general, surely if you're traveling for that long, did you not have days or maybe weeks where you thought, oh my god, I'm exhausted and I literally can't keep on Uh, and keep on doing this and thought about going home or uh, I never thought about going home and to be honest when I did go home I actually cried because I wasn't ready yet 
and I'd been traveling for a year. Um, but there's definitely days where you just don't do anything. So I would have Netflix days yeah. on the road. And, you know, and to someone else, that would sound like a waste of a day. Like, you're in Brazil. I would kill to go there. And you're just watching Netflix all day. And it's like, yeah, but I've been in Brazil for a month. I just, I need a day. Sometimes you need a day just to sort of... Reset. Yeah, sometimes you need to reset or have some downtime. Yeah. And if that's just like a Netflix day, then so be... I think, you know, I'm kind of guilty as that as well. Or at least I used to be. When I would travel, I felt like I always constantly needed to be doing something or seeing something. And... Um, you know, I would feel guilty just sitting in a hotel room or doing absolutely nothing. But now I definitely am, am, you know, if I have those days where I'm like, I just need to rest and chill out, then I'll just do it. And then again, you feel refreshed, you're ready to go. I mean, that's something I I think I've learned as I've got, maybe it's getting older as well. (laughs) I don't know. Um, you just slow down a little bit more, but that's definitely how I, I, especially if I do like a two week trip, which, you know, again, is, doesn't compare to a year long trip, but even for me being away from home for two Mm -hmm. weeks, I can sometimes feel like, Oh God, I'm, I'm exhausted. And so I definitely need those, those chill days when I travel. A lot of travel isn't just about the movement, but there is mental exhaustion as well because, Mm. even if you're not, I'm not a warrior. Uh, I don't really worry about things or think too much about them until they start to happen but whereas i'm i'm the complete opposite which uh, stuff you know this <laughs> it's about probably me. why i'm better going for longer to longer periods exactly but people do people there's the while you're anticipating a trip there's also an aspect of that anticipation that's worrying like, do i have everything ready do i so you're already mentally exhausting yourself sometimes before you even go i mean mm. so that's a real and i think One thing I found actually, and this wasn't on my around the world trip. This was in 2013. I did a month long Euro trip. And I think by the time I got to Portugal, it was my sixth country. And I'd been, Mm -hmm. you know, country hopping every three or four days. Uh, So when I got to Portugal, I just wanted to do nothing. I just wanted to eat good food. um, Drink nice wine. Nice wine. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't see anything in Portugal. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, so I was in Lisbon and I stayed in a hostel right in the main square and I just walked out and had drinks and had good meals and I didn't go sightseeing at all. And I didn't want to. And sometimes that's all it takes to keep you stimulated somewhere. <laughs> you, sometimes, you know, I, I I did the exact same thing. I remember when I went to Budapest for the first time with a group of friends. And to be completely honest, we, there wasn't loads that we actually saw in Budapest. Yeah. We... Um, walked around like we did walk around the city but we were there to kind of just have fun have a good time and it was a very just different type of holiday but you know looking back I don't feel like I missed out on anything we had a great time in the city you know we did see some of it love to go back to see the rest of it (laughs) well I will tell you one pet peeve I have with uh traveling is when people say to other people oh, you went all the way to Paris and you didn't see X. And when people do that, I'm like, I just want to slap them and be like, shut up. Yeah. Like, I went all the way to Paris. What did you do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what, um, when people say that, because if you get caught up on the things you didn't do, I mean, you're always going to feel like your trips weren't that great. Yeah, exactly. Because there's always so many things you won't do. And you can't do everything. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. You cannot do every everything. And again, I, I used to be guilty of that. And I almost felt like by doing everything or trying to do everything, that's what was keeping me stimulated while I was on this holiday. And it's actually, 
Right. If you're trying to do too much, then that's when you get, as you said, that mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion, um, and then you just are kind of fed up and you end up not having a good time and it totally just backfires. It does the total opposite. Right. I've never been one of those people who just does, you know, 20 million things and they've got their itinerary planned from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm mm. like, oh, what are you doing? What are I you mean, doing? I, I still <laughs> kind of, I, I, I'm one of those people that I will put like, a, it depends where I'm going and what the type of trip is, but I will put somewhat of an itinerary together, but. I'm quite happy to go off of that itinerary if there's something, you know, yeah. better to do or if I just don't feel like doing what I put down on the on the itinerary. No, and I think that's good. Like having a general like an outline of what you want to do and what you want to see is amazing. That's mm-hmm. to be honest more than I usually do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just got to be willing to go with the flow when you travel cuz that over planning I find almost always leads to people feeling like they didn't get to do enough when they did so much. Yeah, definitely. So one thing I want to tie in too, because I find people who listen to travel podcasts a lot, they're listening because uh, maybe they don't have the opportunity to travel. This has got to be really like these lulls mm. that we go through in traveling. I mean, people have them in their everyday life. Well, exactly. This isn't just, this isn't specifically a travel thing. I mean, so how do you, when you're home in one of these lulls, address it? Well, I think, I mean, I already kind of touched on uh, earlier, you know, just about when when I get that feeling of like homesickness and being specifically related to being um, an expat over in the UK. So for me, yeah, I'll book a trip, uh, go to a new country that I've never seen. You know, it's really easy to do that uh, in Europe. So again, not everyone has Mm -hmm. the ability to do that. But even just on like regular day-to-day stuff, what I've definitely tried to, to do is, is do something creative, something that does mentally mm-hmm. stimulate me. Um, and this is something I've had to, again, recognize that, you know, what actually does make me happy, what makes me, you know, when I get into those lulls, what helps me get out of it? And it's usually doing either some writing or maybe it's photography or, you know, between Steph and I recording this podcast, just doing something yeah. that gets my mind working. Besides that, I, I'm really into, over the last couple of years, really gotten into physical exercise. And I think that's always, I mean, I always say to anyone, if you're, if you're feeling a bit shit in general, exercise is so good, releases those happy endorphins in your body. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of how, what I do on a sort of more day-to-day basis. I've become big on the, the, uh, the little, not staycation so much as, you know, just road trips that are within driving distance. Mm, definitely. So, so I'm planning a trip right now, actually, up to, a, there's a place in Northern Victoria here in Australia called Lake Tyrell. So I'm planning a road trip up there. Yes. And just planning these kind of one days, going to drive up one Saturday morning, stay one night, drive back Sunday afternoon. Sometimes um, that's all it takes. It's just, just going somewhere new, experiencing something different. For me here, it's that big you know, that feeling of adventure or feeling of going into something where I don't know. I really don't like the comfort of, you know, knowing how my day is going to play out or knowing how Mm. my week, I hate that. Uh, I live for the unknown. So even these little day trips, there's that unknown aspect that gives me that, you know, that little rush that I need. And something else as well, like I, I, what I I love doing now, um, especially when I get into these sort of life slumps mm-hmm. not only do I, lo- I love booking trips somewhere but I love to incorporate stuff I, I like doing in, in my normal life back home so you know hiking for example I've really gotten into that ah. what I've started doing is like booking trips to other countries and 
going hiking there you know so I went to Switzerland yeah that looked beautiful um so I booked this trip and I said I'm gonna go for you know a few days hiking in the Alps and it was amazing I came back feeling so refreshed with a new outlook on life um but just like incorporating stuff stuff that you already do in your sort of regular hobbies so maybe it's again going back to you know doing a cooking class if you love cooking book a trip to I don't know go to Italy learn how to make pasta doing stuff like that it, it actually you can just again stimulate yourself <laughs> um, but do something that you really enjoy doing as well and all while traveling and traveling I think is the best way to stimulate your mind your body I find even talking about it like I'm getting excited I'm already because you're coming over here to visit me in Australia yes, in a few months I am which I can't wait for what are we gonna do when you come here well I'm gonna let you plan all of that you're you're the expert now <laughs> you've been out there for like a year so this is the best part when you go and, tr- and visit friends as well you don't have to do any planning so Steph it's all on you <laughs> perfect all right all right I'll come up with some good things so with all that said, what have we learned about what to do when you get into those life lulls when you're traveling or when you're in life or in even day to day? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think when we first decided to do this episode, it was specifically just travel lulls. But I mean, after we talked about this, there's a lot of that that does kind of fall into day to day and normal life as well. And so some yeah. of these points can help with that as well. Yeah. I mean, so I think the first thing you learn is a to recognize it in yourself. I mean, self-awareness is key mm. with anything. Yeah, which is but hard rec- to do. But I think yeah. once you learn how to do it and you're kind of in tune with yourself and you start recognizing those feelings, then it's really easy. Once you know it, yeah, once you know it, you know it. Yeah. And I think the second thing would be if it's a short-term fix, just give yourself the day or whatever you need. I know with me, a lot of times when I'm, you know, if I get bad news or if I'm just feeling pretty, you know, shitty about something... I actually give myself a deadline. So I say, mm. all right, Steph, you have 24 hours to just be mopey as hell and to, yeah. you know, be a big suck. And after 24 hours, you got to get your shit together and put your big girl panties on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and honestly, that's a strategy for me that really works. So I give mm. myself 24 hours. I'll eat something shitty. I'll watch an emo movie. I'll go <laughs> watch to a sleep. crap film. Yeah. yeah. Crappy reality <laughs> TV. <laughs> And then I was going to say, and then even if you get to that point and you need another day or you need more time, give yourself more time. No, my deadline. See, the, the, for me, the key part is the deadline. Because <laughs> <laughs> the deadline is like. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Steph then, says no. Don't, you do not get an extended deadline. <laughs> I thought maybe. Well, I mean. <laughs> it depends how hard you want to be at your, on yourself. But, you know, that's cool. <laughs> Well, that probably ties into recognizing yourself and what works yeah. for you. For me, I need that deadline. Steph's a hard ass. that time hits, is like, all right, Steph, no more. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for other people, whatever works. I mean, works. I'm a little bit more sensitive than you, I think. And sometimes I might just need that second day. I just got to be, you know, easier on myself. But <laughs> whatever works for you, I guess. And another thing is definitely just uh, doing something that, challenges you that you enjoy something that stimulates you You, you're losing stimulation (laughs) in life or traveling do something that will stimulate Mm -hmm. you then and you know that should help yeah and again I think this all comes back again to recognizing about yourself what stimulates you because that's a key part of Mm. doing something that will address it is knowing what does stimulate you. yeah what you like and what you don't Uh, like I think that's that's a really good point actually I I know for me 
you know, there's things that I've tried. Um, I, you know, I, I like to try new things, especially while traveling, but there's definitely activities mm-hmm. I've done that I don't like. And I've, I, you know, I'm now at a point where I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this activity or do this activity because I tried it once and I hated it. And that's okay. If you don't like kayaking, yeah. don't go kayaking. You don't like cooking, don't do a cooking class. <laughs> so you're probably not going to yeah. like it. And to your point, what you just said, actually, you just, I just had an aha moment when you were speaking. What challenges me is doing new things. Mm. So I like doing things I haven't done before. And, you know, I mean, sometimes that's a flop and I do something and I think, well, I'm never going to do that again. But that is what I need to stimulate yeah. me is something I haven't done before. And that's why I struggle with this day to day. Yeah. And and I guess there's other people but, that do prefer familiarity. And so, you know, maybe sure. they don't like trying new things and that's also okay. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be that adventurous, but find something that does stimulate mm-hmm. you. And whether again, that's doing the same thing um, over and over, <laughs> whatever works. Yeah. And with that stuff, I'm feeling overstimulated now, I think. <laughs> I think this is a good end to this this week's episode. <laughs> My cheeks actually hurt from laughing. <laughs> oh, it was a really corny dad joke, but I had to do it. Oh, that was fantastic. That's why I love you. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening, and we will see you next episode. See you next time. All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook, by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.